What is good, everybody? We got a great podcast today. We have Brett Helton, plays on the Party Animals. If you don't know what the Party Animals are, you do not follow baseball. So, what's up, dude? How you doing today? Yeah. I'm doing fantastic, man. It's great to be on here. You guys are awesome. I'm glad to be here. Thanks, dude, man. This is, Thanks, this man. This is so sick, dude. You have no idea. Yeah, you're... Uh, I'm excited. You know, we talk baseball, but this whole banana ball is a little different. And yeah. I'm excited to learn more about it, kind of see your experience about it, how you got started with it, all this stuff. But first... Let's do some rapid questions, Isaiah. Let's go. You look Bring nervous. Are, are you nervous? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? The Incredibles. Ooh. Interesting. How'd you okay. feel about the second one? How'd you feel about the second one? <laughs> the second one's pretty good, too, but The Incredibles is one of those tried and true. Every time I see it, I get excited. <laughs> I got a whole bunch of, like, young childhood memories with that, too, and it's it's undefeated for sure. Let's go. Okay. What's your favorite fast food restaurant? McDonald's. Oh, nice, nice. Xbox. Same thing, tried and true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation. Ooh, damn. Okay. Looks like we're going to have to wrap mm-hmm. it up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I never had an Xbox, so I'm same thing. I'm through and through. PlayStation since I was young until now, so it's all good. Nice. Dang, it's, not, it's not too late to change. It's never too late. <laughs> <laughs> What superpower would you want to have since you love the Incredibles? Super strength. Ooh. We're gonna say, Mr. Well, you already look like you got it. What are you talking about, dude? (laughs) Looking and having it is completely different. (laughs) I gotta gotta have it. (laughs) Who's your favorite music artist? This goes by the day. Um, I like to flip back and forth, but one that like I can't shake, who's like who speaks to me honestly, is Nick Jonas. Oh, that guy when when he when he pulled out with chains and jealous and close when I was in college, that's that's my thing. So that'll I probably won't shake him for a little bit, but um, I'm into a lot of dudes. I like I like the pop stuff. I like everything that's like super hip. If it's if it's in with the people, it's probably in with me. So I'm I'm super down with with Post Malone. Um, oh yeah, he's probably one of my favorites as well. So. Nice. Let's nice. go. So wait, what do you think of his new song? I thought it was awesome. Yeah. He uh, and I, I, I kind of go. Sometimes I really want to get it before, and I want to like find some threads where it's been leaked. And other times I just wait. And this one I waited, and I didn't even listen to his teasers on Instagram. I was like, I don't want to listen to it. I scrolled past it. I was like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and then when it came out, it came out. I really liked it. So it's it's different than his old stuff. I feel like. Yeah, and I'm excited for that. He keeps he keeps teasing. He's gonna do a country album, then a full rock album, and all this stuff. So I can't I can't wait for him to do all the awesome stuff. It kind of reminds me of MGK. You know, comes out as a rapper, then throws some punk in there. He's got some rock and like. So I like I like people that are multifaceted like that. So when he shows his talents off, I'm excited for it. Sweet, yeah, for nice. sure. What's your favorite TV show? Game of Thrones. I could just couldn't get into it. I don't know. It seems too long. Like I just can't anymore. Yeah, you'll be invested. It's and it's totally worth it. There's nothing that I've there's only been one TV show in my life where I got into it and I was ready for everything and I, I didn't love it. And but this is one where like if you're in, you're in and it just keeps getting better and better. Okay, okay. Might have to give it a look. What's your favorite sport other than baseball? Football, no doubt. Football is my love. Growing up and being everything, that was my that was my thing. So I love doing fantasy football. I love Sundays when, when football season in the Super Bowl is like a holiday for me. So that's that's my thing. Dang. Yeah. Fantasy, oh man, it's just it's so hard to do it for baseball. I, I never like fantasy baseball. Yeah, it's cool. Baseball's if you're way into easier. it. Yeah, if you're into it, it's fun because like you can be there and for me, it's fun because I can get a bunch of my old teammates and all my good friends that are still up there playing. So that part's pretty cool, but it's it's one of those everyday things where you got to set it every day. It's, it's hard enough for me to set a fantasy lineup <laughs> every Monday, and it's like I keep I forget, then I'm like I put it in late, and so I it's it's a struggle for me to be on time with that. So baseball, I'd fail. If it was yeah, no way. I'd fail. Way too hard. What's mm. the one thing you can't live without? Hmm. My family, no doubt. Um, that's my phone calls every day. That's who I hang out with. That's who I look forward to being with. Um, if it's an item, probably 
bad as it sounds, my phone, man, I rely on it for business and for friends and for pleasure and everything. It's just like everything I do kind of revolves around it. Cause I can run all my business back home from it and, and oh, yeah. FaceTime with my family and see my nephews and stuff. Like it's pretty cool that way. So definitely my phone, if I had to have a, a an object. Nice. 100%. <clears throat> What's your dream car? Oof. I've been dreaming about a Lamborghini for a long time. <laughs> so I, gotta, I gotta slide on the Lamborghini. There's always the new ones that pop up, and I'm just like, "Ooh, that's a that's a clean whip." But I can't. I'll never stray from the Lambo. <laughs> when that one drives by, it takes my attention. I think about it for the rest of the day. So I definitely a Lamborghini. What color? Oh, black. Black. Looking Ooh. like the looking like the Batmobile. Nice. <laughs> that would be sick. Oh, you got you, dude. You got to make it black, and you got to put the blue stripe across the front. Like the incredible. <laughs> be clean. My favorite color is purple, so I'd probably I'd probably go black and purple and oh there you and go. Make it, nice. Make it me, yeah. <laughs> and then my last question, who's the most famous person that you have on your phone? Ooh. Today probably uh probably Kyle Kuzma. We were in yeah, uh, we were in Kyle Kuzma. Yeah we, were, yeah, we went to Utah together. We were boys um, for a while. So when he first got to the league, yeah, you know, it was a big deal. So I, I had gotten drafted a couple years before him because I was older. And then uh, when he got drafted, he just went right to stardom, Lakers, and then playing oh, well. Yeah. And now he's with the Wizards, and he's a straight star. So drafted he's probably by, the most famous guy I got. Drafted in what sport? Uh, he was basketball. Me, basketball. You? Yeah, yeah. I got drafted by the Pirates back in 2015. So, dude. Um, more yeah. stuff to talk about. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I was with the Pirates for about five years and then um, left there, played indie ball for about four seasons because um, it was like part of 19. So that wasn't like a full year. And then the COVID year 2020, same thing. It was like technically the, it was the only team that went. There was no minor leagues that year. Big leagues was abbreviated. We played 60 games. So it was really cool to be involved in that because no one else was playing. Um, but same thing, it was like part of 19, part of 20. And then I played all of 21 and then 22 independent ball. And then I signed with the Bananas back in back in August of last year. So, Dude, wow. well, we'll, uh, Man, we'll dude, let that. Kuzma, dude, I have his Puma shoes, the the black. I yeah, was a bro. big Kuzma fan, dude. Those those purple Pumas are sick. Yep. That's yeah, crazy. He's, he's very cool. And it's funny, man, back in the day, just – Young grins, all of us were kids, and he had no tattoos, and you know, just kind of <laughs> that. And we we're in college and just having a blast together, man. We were good friends, and um, you know, we had a lot of parties together. I was really close with him and Jakob Podol and and uh, Delon Wright, those guys, and Kari Tucker, Brand, uh, <clears throat> Brandon Taylor. We were like, we had a good little group, and then uh, and then they all kind of went over. A bunch of my buddies played overseas for a while. Jakob was doing great. He's the center for the Spurs, so. Um, everyone's kind of doing really good. So our, our little friend group in college has had an awesome little run. And um, it's, it's kind of fun to think about what was and then what is now for sure. That's awesome, That's man. Hell yeah. Um, well, we're going to, we're going to start with kind of get into the podcast. Uh, some, something we start with, let's uh, get to know a little bit about your story. Like, I know that that's kind of broad, but let's like baseball has been your sport that you, mm. you, obviously did pretty well at it. Is it something you played your whole life? When did you know that you were like, okay, this is something that I need to take seriously. And like, just tell us, tell us about it. Yeah. So uh, I was a sports family. My dad played football. And so that was, and he played all the sports too growing up. And um, he was, he was really successful at it. My mom, um, she's also super athletic growing up. She's, uh, she, she's a fitness instructor, taught everything you can imagine. Pilates, yoga, step class, um, anything, spin class. She's just kind of a beast. So growing up, it was just like all sports for me. I had a ton of siblings and older sister, two younger brothers. So the four of us were just always in it. Um, and like I said, my love was football. That was it. I was football, football, football. I was gonna, I was gonna play football at Colorado Boulder where my dad did, and that was all I cared about. And then uh, I started shining in baseball when I was about twelve, and just, just kind of. I just threw hard on everybody. I could hit home runs further. And it was just kind of one of those things where I was like, I'm pretty good at this. And, uh, but it's still nothing, nothing ever took me from football. And then, um, had some success, pretty fun. My senior year, we, we actually got pretty good. And, um, 
you know, I was like an all-state honorable mention. So it was kind of fun to just like have my love be that. But as soon as I started really shining when I was in high school, in my junior year, um, I got a little bit of attention. I was all-state. And then then I was like, maybe I could do this baseball thing. Maybe it's <laughs> football. Maybe it's baseball. Maybe it's both. And by, by the time my senior year came around, um, I had some football offers. I had some baseball offers. And then I had some football and baseball offers. So as I'm like filtering through these, um, I had pretty good grades. So the Ivy leagues were looking at me a lot for football and a little bit for baseball, but it just kind of depended. And I got to a point where deciding on a college was more like what's kind of, what's kind of better. I'd get a phone call. If it wasn't better than the phone calls I'd had before, you know, I just kind of had to skip over it. And so I had some stuff on my mind and, um, and it was tough for me to finally pull that trigger. But when it comes down to um, Ivy league football or PAC 12 baseball, it's a pretty easy, easy choice there. Cause at the time <laughs> when I was there, the PAC 12 was, was the reigning Supreme um, in baseball. It was the best. It was Arizona state and Stanford and Oregon state had just won. Arizona had won the year before. And it was like, that was, that was the powerhouse conference that um, you couldn't really pick a better place to be. And so I, I chose to, to chase baseball and, um, and it turned out to be the right choice. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've lived the most blessed life ever. Um, chasing that so so that was cool and Utah was amazing they treated us great we had an amazing time I got to get a lot better and uh, Utah was really good for me just like growing up and like becoming a man and my roommates are still my best friends you know for life and they're all spread around the country so we see each other as much as we can but that's a that's a bond that'll never 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 break or never change because you know we went through it all together and then when I got drafted is when like it was really like a baseball life. Before that, it was it was school and it was baseball and it was friends and family. And once you get drafted, and then it's a real deal. It's like, all right, this is my job. This is my life. This is my career. And then uh, those five years were great. The Pirates were incredible. They took care of us players. Awesome. You know, they developed us. I got to learn. I got I've got lifelong best friends that I talk to and see all the time, and I'll I'll see forever for sure. And then just kind of how their career goes one way, mine goes one way, people get traded or cut or released or they do something else. And it doesn't really matter kind of where they end up or where I end up. It's all, it's all the same between us. So it's really fun looking back. Um, and then uh, some guys are still in, some guys are out and some guys have families and I'm doing some crazy stuff and dancing and still playing ball and, and all, <laughs> all of it all put together. So it's, it's been a, it's been a pretty awesome life always surrounded by sports and it really didn't become baseball until i was about 17 and then pretty much from 17 until now i'm 29 um it's been pretty much just baseball all day every day dude i didn't realize we had such a talented athlete on here like (laughs) i was like you know he's a party animal he plays baseball i didn't realize you got drafted Uh i didn't realize you had offers for football like dude Mm -hmm. that's awesome i gotta know did you just like you were just like oh uh, let's give baseball a shot when you're like 17. Was that it? Or no, he said, he said he no. started to shine around 12. Yeah. So, I, so I oh, that was what life. it was. Yeah. It was baseball, basketball, football forever. Um, from oh, the start. Okay. so when I got to high school, same thing, ba- when it was baseball season, baseball season, football season, football season, oh, basketball okay. season, gotcha, basketball gotcha. season. So, so it was kind of nice, you know, I never really, I never got to do anything year round. So, um, when I, when I got my scholarship, for for baseball was the first time it was like I'm not getting in shape for basketball now you know I'm not (laughs) you know I'm not going to play run five on fives right now it's kind of weird so that first winter um I guess it was pretty much the first fall when I when I wasn't going to football workouts and I wasn't doing seven on sevens it was kind of weird you know I wasn't prepping for for football season then that kind of passed and now it's the winter time and it's cold in Colorado so I can't you know, I'm not throwing outside. I'm not playing baseball anymore. And I literally have to take that off. And, and then I'm sitting there and I'm like, and I'm not playing basketball. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? So you got to get in with the facilities. You got to find people where it's cold and you got to get a throwing partner and you got to stay in shape. So however you can. So it's just kind of hilarious. Um, thinking how my life was divided into sports seasons, not, you know, weather seasons or anything. It was like, what am I doing today? Oh, it's this time of year. I'm doing basketball. It's this time of year. I'm doing baseball. And, and, uh, yeah, pretty much since, so 17 was when I realized I had a good shot of, of having a future in baseball really. And, uh, I was playing shortstop in high school and was hitting really well and I was pitching and, um, 
it's just mostly the hype. You know, when people tell you like, Hey, there's scouts coming, there's going to be a lot of college guys here. There's some pro guys showing up. Then all of a sudden you're like, well, they didn't come to my football games. You know, <laughs> I don't have any, I don't have any scouts coming to basketball games. And that, that means, you know, maybe, maybe I got a little something extra. So, and kind of dive in and take a little more serious. And then when you have a scholarship on the, on the line, you same thing, you dive in more and um, it just gets a little bit bigger and better and better every day. That's sick. That's sick. I'm sorry that my co-host doesn't listen to you talk. Cause... I misunderstood. That's what it was. I thought <laughs> no, I heard, no, of course. I heard it and I was of just course. like, oh, damn. He was just like, I'm going to play ball and just stud. No, oh, um, <laughs> you're good. Uh, What what round were you drafted in? Uh, Ninth round. Ninth round? That's, yep. that's sick. Um, mm-hmm. Did you – so I kind of want to get into party animal stuff. But at the same yeah. time, I want to talk to you about everything else. So it's kind of like we got a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, so that's okay. Let's let's kind of talk about the party animal stuff real quick. How did how does that ha- how did that happen? Did you is it something where they reached out to you, or did you find out about it? Did someone tell you about it? How does that happen? Yeah, they they actually reached out to me. So our our player personnel guy does an amazing job of um, having a lot of people on deck, you know, just in case, and he. He watches college baseball. He watches pro ball. He watches the waiver wires on indie ball. So he does a really good job of being informed on what's going on in all these leagues. Um, and so I had I had been in Fargo playing indie ball, and I had gotten traded to Milwaukee. So I was over in Milwaukee and uh, loving it. I was on a great team, great guys, and I I wasn't playing great. I was playing amazing. It was one of the things where – from like a pitcher standpoint, I was locked in. I was hitting my spots. I was pretty nasty. I was healthy. Everything, everything was going in my favor. And it was just like, I was giving up runs, you know, just like however it happened. And, you know, I'd, I'd put together a great outing and then, you know, at the end of it, it'd be like double, double, single, you give up three runs and my whole outing shot. So it was kind of a funny, it was kind of a funny thing that I was going through at the time when I was sitting there and I was like, man, I'm playing so good and I feel so good and I feel so confident. And I just couldn't get through a game without giving up, you know, a few runs. And so, I, and uh, the more I think about it, the more it was just like divine intervention. You know, he was pushing me where I think I belong. You know, I think I, I definitely needed to be in Milwaukee at the time. That was where I belonged. And I think that was just there for a hot sec on purpose. And, uh, you know, I ended up where I was. So however good I was feeling, it didn't matter because that wasn't where I was supposed to be, you know, for any longer than where I was there. And uh, um, I had gotten released by Milwaukee. And so as soon as I had, as soon as I went on the waiver wire, everyone gets notified. Everyone who watches the waiver wire, it's like a, it's like a thing. So, and you have to clear though. You can't just go on it. You got to clear. So a bunch of teams had the chance to take me and I had gotten a bunch of phone calls about those teams. They were like, Hey, come over here. And I, it was like a last place team. And I was like, I don't want to go from like a, <laughs> you know, a championship contender to a last place team. Yeah, and I, I don't want to like, go no, to the Orioles. Come. <laughs> yeah so it was like so you go through it and it's like you kind of like have a little bit of a choice and uh and so I was like no and I kept getting phone calls and it was like the 10th place team I was like god I still don't want to go and, and it, if I had gotten an offer from the teams I wanted to go to then I would have gone but they were like literally number one and number three so I was like I was like I'm not gonna make it that far <laughs> like I'm either gonna get scooped up before then or I'm gonna go somewhere else so um our guy Barry, the player personnel guy, had called me literally at the perfect time. I was still in Milwaukee. I was hang, hanging with my boys. Didn't know if I was going to go back to Colorado or didn't know if I was going to go somewhere else or sign with a new team. And um, he called me and he and I had seen everybody on TikTok. I had known what it was. And for me, from from my whole background, you know, I knew that it was younger guys. They were making a name for themselves and the hype about it was insane. But it was kind of a tough sell at first because like I was like, come on, man, I got I got seven years of pro ball, eight years of pro ball under my belt. I don't need to be going and dancing and, you know, making TikToks. I was like, that's not that's not for me. And when he called me and told me kind of the, the trajectory of the team and how it was going and what was coming for this year that I'm a part of now and what's going to come the following years, I was totally sold. And it's just something where, like, our owner, Jesse, has done an incredible job of always had um, a really – a really solid direction of where we're going. And, uh, and he did a good job of accomplishing that every single spot. 
And so when they, when they started bringing this up about where we might be in a year, it's just like, we surpassed that in a month. And then we surpassed that in two months. And like, I'm just watching all this stuff like come about. And I'm like, he said, we're going to do this. And we're like, we know that's coming. If he said it's going to happen with what we've seen, that's definitely going to happen. Um, so we've been super, super lucky and super blessed to be, to be um, in his pocket and, and, and along for the ride. So they, they just kind of told me on the phone and I was like, you know what? That sounds pretty awesome. I think you guys uh, have put together an organization that I'd love to be a part of. And when I showed up, it just blew me away. It was better than anything I could have even thought it was. So, so I got here and I was, I was sold instantly and, and it's just literally gotten better every day. So I got to ask number one, <laughs> did you really, did you have any idea it was going to get this big when you first joined? No, I, I was kind of thinking that like, possibly it had already gotten as big as it was going to get. And then still as big as it was when I first came on, it was still bigger than anything else around. It was bigger than anything in the minor leagues I've ever done, bigger than anything indie ball. Um, you know, even going to a couple big league camps was at the time, I thought that was incredible, but playing in front of, you know, a lot of people in Florida with big league camp and you're next to these guys that are ex MVPs and these studs making millions of dollars. It was a lot of that was very cool. But the things we get to do and the outreach we have and then the fan interaction we have here is better than all of that put together. Yeah. So now I haven't I haven't been to the big leagues. I don't know what that's like. I don't know what the life is like. And I know some guys are very, very passionate about that and they touch a lot of people. Um, but if you're going to compare us to the big leagues, there's nothing else. Triple <laughs> A, double A, minor leagues, overseas, like nothing can touch the things that we're capable of doing with, with this team and w- with what the big leagues do. So um, that's kind of the way I explain it to people. I'm like, you know what, when you're a prospect in AAA and like everything looks really great and um, you know, your baseball life is kind of coming too. I was like, I would take this over that. I wouldn't take this Man. over the big leagues. Cause like, that's like the best thing <laughs> right, in the world. Right. It's the pinnacle of, it's the pinnacle of success and drive and, and effort and, and anything you can imagine the big leagues has it all. But if you're one step below that, this is a step above that. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like it's, it's like the tip sense. of the big leagues. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's to a point like it's got so many amazing things and just like the biggest thing that I that I wished when I was in uh, the minor leagues was I wish we had more fan interaction. There was a lot of times I was on a couple teams that had the most amazing uh, community service programs. And so we would do that and they would set them all up and we'd show up in our jerseys and have fun. And we'd play kickball or go to recess or we'd go to, you know, juvies and talk to the young kids and we'd go to churches. And however it was, honestly, the best thing I got out of those seasons was being around the kids outside of baseball. Being at the game is great, but you're not really supposed to look in the stands. You're not, you can't sign autographs during the game. There's like a selected time after the game where you're allowed to do stuff, but after the game, you still have meetings, you still have debrief, you still have to eat. So it's all that stuff where our only freedom to interact with the actual fans was after the game when most people are trying to leave. Right. So most of the fans are like getting out of there trying to get home. And there's a few sticking around for maybe a couple autographs, but signing something and they're gone. You know, it's a, it's very nice, but it's a little bit fleeting. And then here we can be in the stands during the game. We can talk to them. We can sign autographs. We bring fans on the field. We go up there and it's just like, t-shirts and dances and everything we do on the field they get involved with so even though i'm not talking directly to a fan i can see him in the stands doing what we're doing and it's kind of that influence so um you know we do a ton of outreach here we're going to elementary schools i'm going to a field day and we're doing stuff in west virginia we do we do stuff on the road we do stuff at home and and it's just like all these all these kids all these people and um you know it it's just like, it's hard to explain because unless you know what it's like in the minors to look around and be like, I would love to go talk to those fans, but I'm not allowed to, you know, I shouldn't, it's a bad look. If I do that, I'm distracted. I'm not focused on the game or my career. If I'm, you know, worried about the fans and here, all of that takes a back seat, your career, your, the game, nothing, all that is like, no, engage with the fans, give them a memorable moment, give them something that they'll never forget. And that's always taken priority over anything else we could do at that time and and that part's really awesome that's amazing i didn't know you did all that stuff too wow yeah yeah and 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 again it's like it's like not even enough the demand's crazy i mean our 
That's our inbox crazy. is just blown up of, of things of where we could go, what we could do. And um, it's kind of constant and it'd be awesome to do them all, but it's just not possible. And <laughs> so as much as we can possibly do, I know that it, that it bleeds into it and it's, and it's definitely for a reason. Yeah. You, you talked about fan interaction. I mean, my favorite rule is when it goes out of play and a fan catches it. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. like just that right there. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we, we'd go to games and, um, you know, when you're a kid, you bring your glove and then there's, <laughs> there's a, there's a time where that's not cool anymore where yeah, you yeah. Know, if you're, if you're an adult or a middle you're school kid or a high school kid, you know, bringing <laughs> your glove to a game, it's like, it's like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> but then now it's like, if you don't bring your glove, you're the square. It's like, do you not want to play? You don't want to yeah. be involved. It's like, it's like if, a, if a foul ball goes up, you're going to really wish you had a glove. And so now it's like, the parents are showing up a glove. The kids are showing up with gloves and everyone's want to be involved because like, if you get that foul ball coming towards you, you're going to be a banana because as soon as they <laughs> catch it, we rip them over the wall. They come on the field. We give them some swag. They hang out in the dugout as long as they want. And, you know, then they're one of us. Cause like they gave us an out. They're on our team. They, yeah. they helped out the squad and like, <laughs> gotta, with us. So we got to go to a banana game, bro. And catch a foul ball. Dude. My, oh, yeah, my dude, teammates are treatment. like, my teammates are like, there's no way you're talking to a party animal. That's so sick. I'm just like, dude, like, man's awesome. But yeah. I got to I gotta know what the tryout's like. Because he didn't have to try out. He got cold. No, no, no. But there's there's tryouts. I've, I messaged there is them. tryouts. There's tryouts, bro. Yeah. yeah. You don't and just take it like that. So. This kid wants stud. to play banana ball. This kid wants to play banana so, ball. Yeah, so I was lucky. And when I first got on the team back in uh, – so they had – and that was a big seller when they called me because he was like – he was like, hey, I know you're in Milwaukee. I know you're looking at other teams, but he was like, the next six games we play, they're all going to be on ESPN+. Plus. One of them is going to be on ESPN2. We've got a docu-series going out. We've got a TV series coming next year. He was like, if you want to play indie ball, that's cool. He was like, but if you want to be a part of something incredible, you know, come on down to Georgia. Is that from, so then I was is like, that phone call from Jesse? No, that was from the player personnel guy, Barry Aldridge. Okay. So um, he had called me because he's the one who's in charge of contracts. You know, uh, Jesse's Jesse's the epitome of somebody you would want to work with and be for. If he's not at the field, he's speaking in front of 5,000 people. If he's not at the field, he's handling something that's so above everybody else's head that we can't even really get. And and if he's at the field, it's for a reason. So then he's there and he's checking up on us. He's, he's in meetings. He's doing stuff. And um, he's the hardest working guy. He's, he's always just kind of like a – ghost if he's in and out it's in and out quick and like what it was 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 for a reason so he's like he's running around constantly so it's kind of awesome where we can watch him work harder than all of us at the same time that we're working as hard as we possibly can we know that the guy we work for is is doing that and even more so that part's pretty fun so i didn't i didn't get to uh so the thing that he does amazingly is he doesn't have enough time to even think about checking the waiver wires and players and all that stuff. So he leaves that in the hands of the people he trusts. But as soon as I sign, he sends me a video that he took saying, you know, Brett, thank you so much for being, you know, part of this and believing in me and believing in this. And I've got this like two minute long video of him in the stadium in his full get up, you know, yellow suit, <laughs> thanking me of being a part of, you know, his thing. And so that's kind of the epitome of him. Like if you don't see him, you know, he's doing something. And, you know, I didn't, he didn't sign me. He didn't call me, but I knew he was, he knew about it. And as soon as I signed, he was stoked and he sent me a video and he did that with every single player. So every dude that we sign, it's just like, and it's genuine. So that part's pretty amazing knowing that um, the guys he trusts are taking care of the things that he is um, doing bigger things then. So we can just let him run wild and build the brand and, and uh, be Jesse. And then everyone here is, is doing the best we can to, you know, make him proud and make this great. Gotcha. Um, that was my bad. I kind of took you off subject, but yeah, tell us real quick about those tryouts. Yeah. So, uh, I was lucky in the fall when, when they called me, I didn't have to try out. I just drove right from Milwaukee. I was on the team. I had a Jersey that day and, and that was pretty cool. And, um, they had known that from before there was some guys that they had on the spring tour, which is like their first, you know, experiment of going around to different cities. And a lot of those guys were playing indie ball. So they were taken, they couldn't come play. Some guys had quit or whatever, not even quit, but they had played. They had gotten a job or their girlfriend took them somewhere else, whatever it was. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons why they couldn't fill the same two teams that they had had before. 
and they knew that being on ESPN, they were like, you know, we should probably make sure that the baseball side of this is clean and that people respect it and that we get good players. So it was kind of nice um, that they had called me and the timing was perfect. It was August. I just gotten um, put on waivers and it was a time where they were like, Hey, this guy has a very extensive professional background. We don't have to worry about the way he plays in the field. It's going to be good. It's going to be clean. It's going to be solid. He's in shape. He's healthy. And, uh, and I, I guess just asking around the team, cause I'd known a couple guys that were on the team and they were like, yeah, dude, he's fun. He's excitable. Um, he's in a, a great mood all the time. He's, he loves the fans. So it worked out great where I think the reports that they had on me was just kind of like a, you know, this is good. This is a good fit. He's going to be talented and he's going to fit in with this culture. And then, so I just showed up and we went, we went right away. So that was pretty lucky, but um, making the team for this year, I had to try out. So even though we had me and the team that I was with in the fall, they also mixed that in with the team that they had in the spring. So we had spring players, we had fall players that were all competing to try and make this year's travel team. Did anyone and, try out? Uh, yeah. So everyone who made the spring team that I wasn't on because I was playing, um, they had tried out. So tryouts were crazy guys showing up <laughs> in costumes and funny and dancing and they were challenging guys and making sure that they were good at baseball and that they were entertaining and that they were down for the life and they were capable of keeping up with the speed of, of everything that goes on. And so when they did that spring tour, it was awesome. They kind of knew what they needed to fix. They knew what they needed to replace player wise. And then, so they tried to do that for the fall. And so they brought on the fall and a lot of those guys in the fall, same thing. It just wasn't meant for them. You know, they, they came and they did a great job and they gave all their effort, but they knew that those guys weren't going to be on the tour for this year, 2023. So in November, they brought me back and they brought a ton of guys, previous players just to see if, you know, they were, they were meant out for it and a bunch of new guys. And we just had a full trout. They gave us a dance to remember on the mound to throw. They gave us a dance to remember to, to do with the group. And we had a chance to showcase our skills and showcase our uniqueness. And uh, so it was a little bit of both. There was, there was the dancing. There was the memorization. There was the fun. They had a thing set up to see how we interacted with fans. And uh, so we, there was like a little camp where all the little kids were around. We were supposed to teach them and coach them up. And um, so then they were just evaluating us, seeing can this guy, you know, effectively reach little kids in a way of, of instruction and, and just a way of um, fun and excitement. And then if we could do that mixed with us being able to, you know, field throw and catch, it's like this guy, this guy might have what it takes. So I want to say there was probably about 65 guys at the camp. So it seemed like a lot. Um, some previous players like me and, and some guys that were fresh. And then depending on how you did there, if you shined, if you played great baseball, it wasn't enough. You had to be good at baseball and you had to be good um, with this lifestyle and, and the style of banana ball. And then if you were good at the style of banana ball, you still had to be good. So there's nobody <laughs> here that, that is lacking in one of those aspects. It's like kind of everybody's pretty much a, a well-tuned, well-rounded banana ball player because they're good at both sides of that. And um, so they put together the best thing they could and they built a little all-star team of, of old team plus new team plus new guys. And they decided on their rosters. They signed us to official contracts, you know, a couple weeks later in December. And then we had January to get ready and get our minds right and get our creativity going. And we showed up and we hit it first day of February and we've been going ever since. So. <laughs> kind of leads into my next question speaking of contracts so do you guys get paid yeah oh yeah so when i funny story when the banana ball kind of first started you guys were the banana ball wasn't huge i had called talked to some lady i was just kind of wondering i mean that would be like my dream job i want to be you know i'm entertaining i feel like i would be great on that side I'm good at baseball. I don't know how good I am compared to you guys, but um, that would be like the ideal job. But when I talked to her, she was like, yeah, it's a lot of college guys. We don't pay them. They do it. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So it was kind of like, I was like, Oh snap. Like I can't, I got to make some money doing that, you know? Cause right. at the time it was, my wife wasn't working. It was just me. I was like, I can't just drop everything and be like, all right, let me do this. Um, right. But now that like you guys get paid and stuff, that's pretty sick. Um, and yeah, you must have called when uh you must have called when it was the summer league. So yes. 
I did. When it was a when it's a college summer ball team, they're not allowed to get paid because they're amateurs. So I mean, so, they yeah. there was no way around it. So we had so that's why it was split because in the spring before the college summer ball starts, there was the pro ball guys. That was the travel team. That was the we call it the premier team, and they had went to like seven cities, killed it. But then as soon as the college summer ball started, everybody left because that's when the bananas were the bananas. So essentially at the time we had a professional team and we had an amateur college team. And so when it was time for the amateur college team to start, all the pro guys left. They went and played pro ball, went and played indie ball, did whatever they did, went home. And so we kind of separated it. So then as soon as the college summer ball league was over, that's when they called me, brought all the pro ball guys back. And then now we have the new premier team. So we played those six games on ESPN, killed it. Life was great. And then um, then they announced that no longer were the Bananas going to be a college team at all. So then that's when this the CPL team, the college amateur guys, just disappeared. It's never going to be a thing again. And so that's when we all um, tried out and signed the new contracts to just be professional ball, just travel and uh, and try and take over the world and, okay. and leave all that us. I'll leave all the rest in the past, really. So – Question is, when's next tryouts? <laughs> We're actually doing, uh, I heard, three different tryouts over this summer. So I know we're going to do one in California. I know we're going to do two more just kind of along the way. So um, what they're thinking is same thing. Like, You're going to be you out know, here in Savannah? I'm I'm three hours from you guys, four hours from you guys in Savannah. Okay. I'm, in, I'm in Birmingham. It's a little longer than that, but I would make the try. Yeah, so. So we're going to have, you know, just like always, you know, we don't know who's going to be here next year. Um, you know, life comes at you fast. So some guys might be around, some guys not, but might be, some guys might be ready to go to the next chapter of their life. So they don't really know what to expect for next year about who's going to play, who's not going to play. What so am I, have. so am I too old? I'm 26. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> only no, no, reason I'm, I asked that, only I'm reason I asked that is I know, I hope, listen, stop laughing at me. The only reason I know that, or I, I asked that is because MLB is out of the picture. Like, I know right. when it comes to major yeah. league ball, they're not going to look at some 26 year old kid, no matter how good I was. I feel like I may be wrong, but no matter how good I was, I'm too old to start a career, you know, like in that industry. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was asking, Hey, you never know. You may me, yeah. you may see me at tryouts. I'm, I might be the worst player there, but yeah, no, we, we got it. We got a bunch of guys that are around 26. Like I said, I'm 29. We've got guys that are over 30 and, um, you know, if you fit the mold, you fit the mold, you can't fake it. So that's why, that's, what's really cool about it. If, if you're talented, you can play baseball. Like I said, that's only part of it. So like, dude, if I gotta, you can play, I gotta try it. I gotta dude, try it, though. dude. You're, Jordan, you should yeah. you should try out and dye your beard, dude. You should like just dye your beard. Wait, listen, listen. My next question. Yeah. This is my next Do question. Do something to stand out. This is my next question. <laughs> Any tips on like how I should show up? <laughs> Hold on, stop, stop laughing. Only no, go I'm for asking. it. Go because for it. You said people were showing up in costumes. People were, you know, does that? Mm-hmm make a difference or is it just your personality and like being entertained like can you fit the entertainment part of it i guess and like the fans or do you need to kind of dress up and be very standout and like not goofy necessarily but different i would say our our whole lives are that production thing and uh you know you can't fake it you know it's, it's very easy to see through that so if you show up and you're creative and you're fun and you're exciting and you can play a little ball, um, the best thing you do is just be yourself. You know, at the tryouts, there was guys that were in crazy costumes and they had these, you know, characters that they had built up and, you know, they got out there and you could tell that that was what they were trying to push and it wasn't really them. So like authenticity is huge. So like, if you just show up and showcase your thing, like wear a silly outfit and make sure your dancing's good or whatever, have a routine or something um, if you want to stand out, definitely do something to stand out, but make sure that it's still kind of you, um, you know, kind of, there's no reason to show up in an avatar suit and like, pretend like you're <laughs> going to be an avatar forever. It's like, it's like, even if you did, so that was kind of funny about the tryout where, you know, guys were showing up in these funny costumes and, and it was great to just see it and be around it and enjoy that part of it. But there's also that catch 22 where saying like, Hey, whatever costume you wear, it doesn't matter. Cause you're going to wear a banana outfit when you're playing. So like if you're gonna build all this stuff into like your act, it's like, well, you gotta wear the banana uniform. You gotta wear right. a party animal uniform. So like you can't, you know, you being, you know, this person to show up, it's like you can you can use that as like a 
you know, saying I'm down for whatever, I'm not embarrassed. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm skilled and, and I can do this as well. That's a very big, important part of it. But, you know, just kind of like, it's kind of hard to use an example. So pretty much just get out there and be yourself uh, is what you're saying. Because like you said, I mean, if, Absolutely, you try to, yeah. if you try to, I guess, overact or like be exactly. who you're not, it's very easy to kind of be like, nah, that's not who he actually is. <laughs> right. And so, one of the, one of the great baseball sayings is don't, you can't curve the curve. Like if you're throwing a curveball, you're already doing it. If you try and throw a curveball, <laughs> it's going to suck and it's going to get hit for a home run. Like if you try and make a curveball curvier, it's not good. So just throw the curveball, be convicted, be like convicted in it, committed to it and, and, uh, and just go after it. So that's kind of, kind of the way everyone here works. And, um, and it shows, you know, when guys are authentic to who they are and authentic to banana ball, that's when we have the best shows and the best dudes and all that. And, um, if anyone's around here, you know, trying to fake it, you know, fake it till you make it. It's just not, it's not the vibe that, that we rock on and, you know, it stands out. So, so does social media following play a factor in that? No. Um, I know you guys have people know, with, you know, huge social media followings. That's why I'm asking is cause. Right. Just wonder if that plays a factor. We've been, we, we get approached by people all the time, you know, saying like, I have these followers and like, we sit there, we're like, awesome. And you got to couple that with, you know, being able to talk to fans and being with them and, um, you know, make their day bright and and, sh- and share love and be involved with them and play baseball. So we don't really have anybody that we have. Um, most of the guys, if they have a ton of followers, they've gotten them after being here. So okay. it was kind of like, you know, this guy has that pizzazz, that creativity, that that swagger. And then him being here in, in that uniform and, and playing in front of these people is what has gotten them that way. And so it's pretty awesome, you know, kind of we all showed up and no one really had that many followers. And a few months later, depending on how viral the videos went and how crazy your content is like that, that stuff can explode. Um, you know, Jackson Olsen was a guy who was making incredible baseball content beforehand. And uh, same thing, he had called and he contacted him and he was like, hey, you know, I want to do this. And it was just like, yeah, come on out. It wasn't there wasn't an instantaneous. Yep, Jackson Olsen, you're in. He still had to prove it when he got here. So he gets here and that dude can play a little ball. He can play some third base. He can hit a little bit. And, you know, he's just so incredible with the fans that he interacts on his own. And, and it's pretty cool to see him. He doesn't just take care of his fans. He takes care of banana, banana, banana ball fans and his fans and everyone's fans all at the same time. So he does a great job of keeping in the loop with them. His creativity never stops. He's one of the best video makers and, I mean, his, his mind is, is incredible to watch. You know, I see a video and I'm like, that's funny. And he sees a video and he was like, you know what? I could make that video and make it even better. And I can take it to the world. And it's funny too, because he's, he's the best I've seen around at uh, original content because it's so easy to look at TikTok and you see a dance. You're like, I'll do that dance. To me, that's not creative. You're just doing something someone already created themselves and made famous. And pretty much everything he does is all original. It's his original audios. It's his original uh, voiceovers. He's making funny ones. And, you know, he'll take a trend and he doesn't just do the trend that everyone else does. He takes a good sound and makes it his own trend. And so, like, he is so gifted in that aspect. And and that's what he does amazing. So then same thing, you know, he's out there and making TikToks and doing his thing and sticking to his bread and butter. And then all of a sudden he hits, you know, a dead central three-run bomb to, like, take the lead. And we're like, we're like, what? <laughs> Dude, that's sick. This guy's got it all, you know. He and and you know, and same thing. He doesn't, um, you know, he's super authentic to the core. So he doesn't pretend to be anybody. He doesn't curve his own curve. He just he goes out there and he's Jackson Olson today. He's Jackson Olson tomorrow. And I know that in two weeks he's going to stay Jackson Olson, which is pretty awesome. Dude, I I knew I knew this was going to be a problem having you on here because now <laughs> now now like hey, I'm just saying if I try out. You know, don't make it. What an experience. Right. Yeah. One hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. you you never know. Like <laughs> right. Hey, I'm of course I'm not bad. I'm not bad. And I would say <laughs> I would say if I definitely practice more, I would be really good. I just don't practice all the time because right. You know, I still play baseball in a men's league and we're very our team is absolutely amazing. Um right. But no, I mean, I. You may see me this summer. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> yeah, I hope so too. And, and I, I wish I knew the dates of the tryouts so I could tell people that. And I've got people reaching out to me all the time and buddies, you know, that I used to play with. Is there any way that um, if you do find out, you can let me know? Yeah, absolutely. I just, they're just not set yet. So yeah, if, for sure. But um, like when that time comes, I'd love to, you know, let me know. Cause definitely. like for reals, like I said, I mean, you never know. I could go out there and kill it and it can be amazing. I can also go out there and have the worst day of my life and <laughs> make a fool of myself. But number yeah. one, some good stuff to talk about on this podcast. And number right. two, that'd be fun. But um, well, so you said it. California too? Yeah, so we, we start playing in there in July. I think we're there for about two weeks because we were playing in four cities in California. And uh, most of them are multiple games in each city. So we're there We're there for a good two-week stint. Um, oh, you know, man, playing that's awesome. And, and I'm from California. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, messaged, yeah, we, I messaged you guys on Instagram and I was like, hey, do you have any like tryouts over here? And they're like, no, sadly, we don't have any over here yet, but blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now that you said California, that's yeah. interesting. Dang, the rundown the pod on the Savannah Bananas or the party animals? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so they, uh, so, you know, again, it's, it's, it's really cool that they even thought about that as like being a possibility. But, you know, like I said, they don't know the stadium. They don't know where. They don't know when. They just know that. Um, it's important for them to keep pushing the envelope of banana ball and they're going to need new players and um, better players and better entertainers and better everything. So like, just because today the show is incredible, doesn't mean the show can't get better. So they're always open to, um, you know, new avenues and, and new ways to spread, you know, that. And one of the biggest things they want us to do is we've all played pro ball. We've all been there. We all played college ball. We all have studs and we all have friends that might be perfect for it. So, even though they're gonna they're gonna reach out as far as they can to look for some, they also want us to bring some and say, hey, like as many people as reaching out to you, like tell them to come to this place and they'll try out. Tell them to come to this place and they'll try out. And and uh, so, however that goes, you know, we're definitely gonna have a few rounds this year, probably some next year, and it'll never stop. You know, it's just like it's just like baseball. They get they get a draft every year. They get new players and they get new talent. And they get new ideas and and uh, a fresh look every single year. So we're gonna try and play that same thing. So we don't have a draft, but we can have tryouts so it'll be oh man it'll be one where where once you're in you gotta you gotta prove you deserve to stay which is oh, pretty yeah. amazing and and uh because there's gonna be someone else ready to to fire up right behind you not gonna lie that would be pretty cool to see like a savannah savannah banana like draft pick like the first round draft pick goes to that that'd be awesome that, that's so cool well, don't <laughs> sleep on it i i'll tell I, you a i feel like it's gonna happen others. I feel like yeah, it's gonna there happen. Will, there will be a banana ball draft someday. So don't know when, don't know how, but it's go. gonna happen. I, I promise you. So, so earlier you said something about, um, you know, it's he keeps coming up with new ideas. The future of banana ball. Is there anything you could say on this podcast that you know that's coming up, or is it something that you can't say? Because, you know, as that number one, we want to know, but I'm sure everyone would love to know just a little something that you know. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, there's some big stuff coming. Is it? It's, so let me ask you this. Cause I have it. Is there going to be more teams? There's big stuff coming. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I'm just saying only reason, only reason I feel like that's obviously a thing that's going to happen is it's growing constantly. Oh yeah. And yep. tryouts, yeah. there's going to be a point where there's going to be so many people trying out and so many, like, I feel like, you know, you have, 150 people try out and 30 of them are perfect for banana ball, but so are you guys. So why don't we just make another team that has like, it's going to happen. Um, I'm sure that's something that's happening already, but it has to whatever be, whatever you guys think, um, whatever you guys can think or come up with, that might be a possibility of us is in the realm of what's in the works already. You know, if it's, the show gets our our shows get better every day. The performances do, the celebrations do, the games do, the players do, and like that just keeps on growing. And like the stadiums get bigger and bigger and bigger. The hype gets bigger. The TikTok and the content gets bigger, and our range of travel gets bigger. We keep going further and further and further. So it's just kind of it's kind of awesome just knowing that <laughs> what we already have planned for next year is. Is gonna be rock star stuff. <laughs> Dude, I just can't stop smiling. That, I know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's cool. I can already predict. You know, 
not just the United States, but something else more. Um, there's I like you said, it's already in the works, but I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is gonna too. be sick. And they, oh, yeah, you know, same thing, kind of like me. They they they've got all this stuff in the works already and they try not to tell us but they get so excited about it you know they kind of slip <laughs> up or whatever it's so like we, we get little piece like bits and pieces of it too but there's actually a ton that, that we don't know you know but it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome to have solace in the fact that we don't need to know because it's going to be epic and like it's just going to keep on going so you know we're not begging we're not asking for stuff we're not saying like what are we going to do next we just know that <laughs> it'll be it'll be epic i i got a two-parter so like you make it. You try out. You make it. Do you automatically know what team you're on, or are they no. kind of like different? Yeah. So we didn't even know we made it. Really, um, you know, they went through a huge selection process, and it was deep, and it was m- multiple people from top to bottom. All the front office was involved. The production staff was involved. The um, announcers were involved. Everything all went into it. So when they finally did it, they just kind of like knew who would be on the team and then it came down to are they bananas or party animals and then then it then it was like is that the right choice and they bounced back and forth so we really mm-hmm. until they until they called us and signed us to the contracts they really didn't know who was going to be on what team and uh so that was kind of fun you know when you're sitting there and you're <laughs> like you know what I, I did i did really good at tryouts you know i hope they keep me if they keep me maybe i might be a banana maybe i'll be a party man i don't know and uh you know, just kind of all up in there. So it, it is it is kind of fun that um, the squad we got rocking for the party animals is solid. We got some dogs, and, like, guys can play. Guys show up, and they hit every day. They rake, and our pitchers are doing awesome, and they're solid, and they're confident. And, you know, we're, little, we're winning a lot of ball games. Um, the fire know, bat's yesterday. I love the fire bat. The fire bat's cool. The fire- that's always, like, it's always good. It's dangerous, and it's fun. It's exciting, and. Um, it definitely gets the crowd gets the crowd going when they light something on fire and he's trying to hit a double with it. So I do have another question though. It's mm-hmm. it's the Savannah Bananas. You're a party animal. Do you feel like the villain? Definitely. Do you guys do you guys feel uh, like the villains? And, and how, how do you go? Um, it's uh when we're at home in Savannah. It is a hometown banana crowd. <laughs> People show up. It's all yellow. You only see yellow. And when we do, st- like, we're doing stuff that's amazing. We're hitting home runs and we're striking dudes out and we're throwing these amazing pitches and making these plays of spins and around the backs and trick plays. And we're literally putting on this amazing show and nobody <laughs> gives us any credit. There's no cheering. There's no nothing. And like, um, we do sometimes when we score a run, we'll run through the crowd and no one's giving us high fives. They're booing us. And, <laughs> and, uh, and it's so much fun to just be the villain here in Savannah. And I'm telling you, when we go on the road, they love us. We That's go on the awesome. road oh, yeah. and like whatever city we're in, you just see the Friday night game. There's a ton of party animal swag and they've got the headbands on the arm sleeve, the t-shirts, the bats now and stickers and everything about it. You're just like, and every time we go somewhere, there's more party animal fans. But then they come back on Saturday, and now all of a sudden there was more than there was on Friday. And so, like, our fan base is exploding. And we didn't even, we got a TikTok for the first time, like, six weeks ago. We already have 700,000 followers. So Jeez. it's one of those things, like, <laughs> like, we're pushing some incredible content because, like, our baseball is amazing. Our entertaining is amazing. So it's pretty cool to see that people are taking notice and, like, our fan base is growing just exponentially every day. And, we're getting like 10,000 new followers on Instagram every day. And so like the way it's, the way it's blowing up, it's, it's kind of cool to watch that by saying like, Hey, you know, we were the villains, but now we're, we're more than that. And so it's really fun for us to go on the road and just sit there and be like, wow, I didn't even know these people in Texas knew existed. And like, we have (laughs) a sick party animal section. And like, then people are waiting for just to get to the games because they don't want to talk to the bananas. And like, we really, <laughs> we really have fans that don't care about getting bananas autographs anymore. They want to talk to us. They want to take pictures of us. They're wearing our jerseys. They want, they want to be party animals. And so that's really, really cool to see, but it is undefeated when we're in Savannah. They don't like us. And so like, that's <laughs> kind of fun. You that's know, we awesome. get here and when we're at home, we're here to spoil the party. We're here to, to, oh, to play yeah. our own thing and we're, we're going to steal the thunder and, and uh, when we're on the road, it's like, hey, we're pushing our brand here and we're like expanding our reach everywhere we go. And 
And uh, so I kind of hope that I don't, I don't really want anybody in Savannah to ever like us. I want to be the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, you, you, know, know, I, I one, you, you know, you have that one area that yeah. you're just like the villain. Yeah. Nice. And, and in the way that, um, you know, the WWE, they steal the crowd. We, we try that. When we're on the road, we're like, you know what? This ain't banana territory here. You guys are fish out of water when we're in, you know, <laughs> when we're in Florida. Bananas don't mean much. We're trying to get the best dances and um, the walk-up music and hit the most home runs and get the best celebrations. And we're sitting there and we're like, hey, it's the fourth inning. It's like, this is our crowd now. You know, just because they came here because the ticket said Savannah Bananas doesn't mean that they're going to leave here. Savannah Bananas fans, they're leaving here party animal fans. Oh, and man, so we do our it. best. And, and there's a lot of times like, we leave and everyone kind of looks around. We're like, that was our show. You know, we, we, I love, dude, I love that answer. That that's yeah. beautiful. Oh my God. So, um, we'll wrap this up here in a minute, but I gotta ask, I know you guys signed so many autographs. What's the weirdest <laughs> thing you've signed? Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it changes by the day, man. I, I love these I, I watch, you know, big leaguers do this stuff all the time. You know, they sign more autographs than you can imagine. And, uh, you know, it's kind of just like daily. You get the little things, you know, signing foreheads and signing this and that. Then you sign, you know, a belt loop or some underpants. Just like <laughs> you, you sign some crazy stuff. But then all of a sudden I signed a dog the other time. The, this dog had a full banana outfit. and This lady throws a dog in my face. So I'm signing the dog's outfit and um, is there been one where you said no is there one that you were like i cannot do that no 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 i'll, I'll sign whatever somebody wants which is, which is kind of fun <laughs> i mean it's got the more creative they can be the better we signed a i signed a prosthetic leg in scottsdale this guy nice. just runs the dugout and he was like everybody signed my leg and he like hops up the stairs on one leg and we're like we're like holding this prosthetic we're like what <laughs> so like we everyone signs it we take it back up and i'm like where'd this guy go and so we're like, we're walking around with some guy's leg and we don't really know where he went to. And, uh, but it's like, you know, chicks always think of something crazy. I'm signing Crocs and heels and, uh, shoes and, um, phone cases and backpacks and purses. If, if they have something on them, it's probably going to get signed. And so it's pretty fun to just kind of sit around. And when someone gives you something oddball, it's like, well, this is a first and maybe it won't be the last. <laughs> they just grab anything they can. Dude, that's, that's sick. Like, <laughs> Oh, do you do you get actually hold on let me back up the the question i've been wanting to ask too the other day i watched you guys on youtube I went to what was it sudden death or whatever it was at the very end mm -hmm. you were pitching mm -hmm. how like i mean were you you guys were in savannah i think it was maybe yeah um yeah. how's that like just you it's intense catcher, man. it's intense and a batter and um i just like just how, like the feeling of pitching all by you're the only one out there other than your catcher mm -hmm. it is all up to you <laughs> like oh yeah yeah it's funny it, and the funny thing about that it is a real and just perfectly literal representation of how you feel sometimes where if you're on the bump and you're rolling and you're feeling good and you're confident, you could turn around and you see, you could see the field and the players. And there is so much square footage of possibility of some, somewhere somebody can get a hit. And you can look out there and you can be like, it's impossible to get a hit right now. I'm cruising. My fielders are amazing. They're making every single play. They're making diving catches. They're robbing home runs. It's like, I don't care who steps in this box. I don't care what it is. I feel like I've got a thousand fielders behind me. Nobody is going to get a hit off me. And on the flip side, you're sitting out there and you've got a whole field worth of fielders and every ball lands in the gap. Every ball squeaks in the hole. Every ball is just like a duck fart over in the corner. And like, you just can't get anybody out. Like you can sit on the mound and you feel completely alone. You're like, I'm doing everything i can possibly do and i can't keep these guys out they put it in play it's a hit i try and strike them out they they get another hit and like when you're on the mound and you feel alone it's a tough spot to be in because your back's against the wall and you're sitting there and you just have this feeling in your gut that like no matter what happens this guy's gonna get a hit and when you're in a showdown and literally it's only you nobody else you're actually there alone it is kind of crazy because you're sitting there you're like if he hits it to right field 
I'm going to right field. If he hits it to left field, <laughs> I got to go to left field. You're well, like, that's what I was going to ask. Like, is... You're up there. You're literally by yourself, and like I got to track that thing down. No so where it goes. when he when he you know you pitch it, he hits it in your mind. You know, I mean, I'm sure this happens, but like, in your mind, are you like, oh, I got him, or is there? And then is there the other way where you're like, there is no way that I'm getting him. <laughs> Um, or do you kind of just feel like both. I'm going for it no matter like obviously you go for it but are you like yeah, I, I mean, still you, have you a chance put to your head it? down and chuck it's like <laughs> I just keep thinking I'm like I'm going to beat him to the ball I'm going to beat him to the ball so when I'm running I'm like he can't be running as fast as me or like you know whatever but <laughs> you know we've had so many showdowns now that like we've kind of seen um, so many different things go down where you know I've given up a weak pop up in shallow left field and the guy scored you know, just for how long the ball was in the air, how long it took me to get there, you know, how fast the runner was. And as soon as he made contact, I was like, no shot. And then I get out there and he scores. And I'm like, I was like, dang, I made this dude hit a weak fly ball. That's a win on my part, but I ended up losing the inning. And, uh, you know, that the one that I threw him out at home, you know, earlier this week was it was decent contact. You know, I did my pitcher's job. I got off the end of the bat. He didn't have a great swing on it. So I immediately thought I'd beat him. But for how far the ball was rolling and how far I had to run, I was like, there's no shot that I got him. And I ended up getting the ball pretty fast. I turned and looked at home, and I was like, I was I, like a good throw against him. And I just, you know, I ripped it, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, as the ball's in the air, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I might have had him, might have had him, might have had him. And he <laughs> catched it and tagged him out. And I was sitting there, and I was like, I was like, dang, I would have thought that, you know, the one two days ago, I thought there was – I had him easy and he was safe. And this one, I thought he was going to score and I actually got him. So, so do you, do you know, you, you never feel, know. Do you not feel like the coolest person in the world when you did that? <laughs> That's pretty fired up. Yeah. It felt pretty good. And, um, I mean, you like, know, it's at funny that too because at that point, you can't be like, hey, you did a good job. Hey, you did a good job. Hey, you, you're like, <laughs> I did. Yeah, that was me, baby. <laughs> you know, besides, I, the catcher had to catch it. So I wasn't completely alone. You know, I couldn't, I wasn't going to get there and get back and tag him out. So I did need a little bit of help. But, um, you know, yeah, I was fired up. It's it's different too because that was just to keep the game tied. You know, when we were tied, and that was to me for us to not lose. Um, you know, then it was a little different feeling, saying like, hey, you know, I I made a great play, but I got to I got to come back and throw next inning as well. Where if we had been, um, you know, winning and that was to seal the game, whew, I would have oh, lost yeah. it because the game would have been over. You know, I'd have yeah. been like, put the team on my back. <laughs> you know, whatever. But it would have been sick and. uh so there's that little aspect too, you know, that you learn in pro ball where, Hey, that was a good play, but the game's not over yet. So, um, you know, I was fired up and my teammates were fired up hooting and hollering and screaming. And I was like, I was like, that was sick. And I was pumped up, but I was like, I got to go back out there and throw and get this done, you know, a minute from now. So I got to get my head right. So it was kind of cool. And in that moment, you know, nothing was better. I had one job to get him out and I got him out. So it was pretty amazing. But that, that script, you know, flips real fast by saying, you know, that's over. Now I got to get him out again. So, you know, we turn the page really quick in this game. Whether you turn the page on a bad day to the next day, we turn the page on a bad inning to the next inning, or just absolutely like a bad pitch to the next pitch, you know, you got to flip that thing as fast as you can. Dude, that's sick. Um, I know it's late where you're at, so we're going to, we're going to, uh, let's close this podcast out. Dude, Appreciate this you hopping awesome. on here. This was so awesome. Yeah, was There's so good. many more questions we could ask, dude. Hey, it's it's yeah. incredible. Would you? We got to do this in person. Yeah, I'd love to meet up. Um, you know, you're not far from me. I could fly him out here. Whatever we need to do. Love to meet you up in person. Um, in fact, you are coming to Birmingham. Mm -hmm. Maybe you guys are coming to Birmingham in like two months, a month, two, three months. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty soon. Yeah. Do you have any free time while you're here? A little bit. Um, Would you be able to meet up and do that? There's a chance, yeah. We, we always get in the Thursday before our series, so we, we'll get in and we'll practice and we'll get set in the hotel. And um, That could be a time, you know, that Thursday before the Friday game, having a little bit of downtime. Is there it's kind of way... tough in the, Sorry, in go the ahead. mornings. It, it kind of depends in the mornings, too. We're pretty much at the field all day because we got – we go through our meetings, our production meetings, our rehearsals, and then we actually, you know, we'll go through like a two-hour practice where we're getting after it and getting better. And then um, then we have a whole bunch of pregame stuff with the fans and our VIB stuff and um, getting ready for the game. So it's it could be it could be an early morning thing or it could be a Thursday night thing for sure. So, um, you know, I'm down for whatever. If I can make it work, I got to eat dinner sometime. I got to be – I got to relax it sometime. So just go ahead and, and fire me up. You know, if we if we got a spot, I'll, I'd love to. I think Are it would be amazing – 
Say yeah, what? he's in Birmingham. Yeah. I'm in Birmingham. I um, so I mean I could we can go out to eat, we can do whatever. Um I live twenty minutes from Birmingham and you guys are probably gonna be playing at I have a couple fields that I feel like you guys would be playing at. You probably already do you know what field you're gonna play at? Yeah, it's the old historic one that's huge. I yeah. haven't been there yet, Where so I don't, I don't Ruth, remember the name. Babe Ruth was played there at one point or yeah. something. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. You got, yeah, it's like twenty minutes away. Um <laughs> so yeah, we could definitely uh do something for sure. That would be sick. I think a yeah, day like, in the life of a yeah of a party I was animal. Just gonna would be ask, sick. would that be something we could do with you? Yeah. I mean we it's pretty awesome. We got people around all the time and content creators are around and podcast guys and I mean you got we'll give you kind of free reign. We love it. We love we love uh getting people involved in our lives and kind of what we do and there's no secret. That's kind of the best thing about it. You know, we're you know they I mean, think it's, you know, fame and TikTok and all this stuff, but it's like we're regular dudes, we're ball players, like <laughs> come on with us, you know, jumping yeah, on dude. jumping on a day with us and running around. It's you'll see how um how relaxed everybody is and how cool all the guys are. And just like our life's pretty cool. You know, you wouldn't really, you wouldn't talk to us at 10 in the morning and think that, you know, we're going to play in front of 12,000 people that night. And it's just like, it's just kind of cool how, how, how that's our life. And, um, you know, the blessings we get through that, it's just kind of unassuming. Dude. Oh, I'm pumped. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I'm, yeah, man, just hit me I up. appreciate you hopping on here. Um, stay on for just a quick minute. We like to chat after for a few minutes. Um, Dude, you got me pumped. I'm excited mm-hmm. um, for everything yeah. that has that's coming up. Um, and yeah, well, I guess I'll see you in a couple months. Like we got to make this work. Um, yeah, easy. Yeah, we can. And Isaiah, let's close it out, bro. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I can't wait to see my future teammate, party animal, <laughs> in person. <laughs> Brett, you're an awesome dude, man. Appreciate your time. We love you guys. Take care. Let's go. Thank you, guys. Thanks for everything.